Like I still struggle all the time, but you got to find the strength in the struggle, whether that's, you know, being open, you know, and honest with yourself and the people around you that you are struggling, there's strength in that. G'day everyone, I'm Joel Selwood, back with you for another real cool episode of Fearlessly Australian and one that is really close to my heart. This time, we're gonna dive deep into a discussion about finding inner strength to face our fears. So we're calling this one, the Strongman episode. As a professional footballer for a lot of years, I've learned a lot about inner strength and how it can be used for me it's always about finding a positive way to respond to things that happen and not let fear get the better of me. I think with all three, physical, mental and emotional, is breaking them down to like mm. little periods um, and them being sort of three weeks. Happy birthday. But there are so many interesting stories out there on how people define inner strength and I couldn't think of two better people to chat to about it. Do you actually yeah. do that when you've done it as well? Hands <laughs> behind you. Oh, no, definitely not. No, no. <laughs> Brothers Daniel and Luke Mancuso. We had a really good relationship with everyone around us, with family and friends. Let's not forget about facilitator Jara Volpe from the Man Cave. He's with us for some interesting thoughts. The whole story, the, the, the tragedy that it is, uh, I, I've never heard anything like it. If you like what you hear, like and subscribe to the channel and keep across all the great content. Let's dive into it. Here we go, another episode, Fearlessly Australian Season 3. Jarek, great to have you back. Excited to be here, man. We're and at have, it again. And we have a big episode coming up. We've got Ooh. the Mancuso boys. Thanks Luke, for having us, Daniel, mate. we want to know a little bit about you to start off, yep. if you could uh, fill us in. Yeah, so unfortunately, Daniel and I sort of sharing our story today. But um, yeah, it's kind of a story that isn't all doom and gloom. It's also some sort of redemption and kindness and and also um, promoting community. But um, Daniel and I went through domestic violence growing up um, with obviously both of our parents fighting and, and to us it was quite normal growing up um, in that household where you know Daniel and I would often at times when the parents were arguing, we'd go in our rooms and just put our headphones in and sort of zone out or we'd go down the street and, and, and hang out with some mates. But sadly in um, 2013, we lost our mum um, in the hands of our father and um, just been trying to move on since and, and sort of recreate the world through those lenses and um, kind of where it comes the redemption stories where, you know, found a new lease on life through the very sweet hands of a young, uh, sorry, young, <laughs> she wishes it's a young, but old lady next door called Yaya, um, which she famously um, became apparent to the world by providing us um, home cooked meals over the fence. Um, a couple of years ago and yeah, everyone's fallen in love with her and um, you know, we, we owe a lot to her because she's kind of given us the tools to sort of move forward and, and enjoy life and, and provide everyone with our mum's legacy. Right. So Daniel, how old were you guys back 2013? So I would have been 22 at the time. Luke was 20. Um, so yeah, we were quite young, yeah. still starting our life. Um, so yeah, it was a really challenging time. Um, and then everything, when everything kind of happened, you know, we, we moved in with our auntie and had to be in that age, had to share a room together, which we never done before. So it was challenging times, um, but we were very fortunate that we had a really good 
relationship with everyone around us, with family and friends to really get us through that grief. Yeah, we definitely yeah try and lean on each other as much as we can, especially after mum passed. Um, you know, we've both got our strengths and weaknesses. So just understanding when we need each other and, and have that support network. Wow. Yeah, I think the question there for me was like, did you find that, you know, after this horrific situation that your friendships deepened? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like for Daniel and I, we were always pretty, um, you know, social growing up, like we played football, basketball, all that sort of stuff, and everything was just an arm length away. So I think when we, um, when mum passed and, and, and we went through all the trauma and stuff like that, I think we realised that we needed our friends more than ever. And we both sort of made a decision that we would be open and honest with our friends and let them know exactly how we're feeling. And then um, that sort of made the friendship go a little bit deeper on a deeper level of understanding each other. But also too, I noticed now my friends actually open up a lot more because I've opened up to them and shown how vulnerable I am. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's very, 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 very uh, a strong way to sort of move forward in any sort of situation. And you never compare yourself to other people as well too. Well, is, is there anything that frightens you now or scares you um, now in life that you, you need to pull on, you know, those friendships or anything? I would say, to be honest, Joel, um, more so or less previously back when my dad wasn't, uh, I guess, convicted or locked up at the time because he was still free to to walk around and then go about life. Um, so there was always that fear was if he was to come to the house and, and kind of see us. I know like if we were to take the bins out, I'd always kind of carry my car keys with me as like a way of protecting myself just in case because you never know what can happen, um, as f unfortunately, because given the situation we've gone through. Wow. Ah, amazing. Amazing amount of strength. Amazing amount of strength. That's all I'm hearing there. Like, what a journey. Then out of nowhere, there's this honest dialogue where it just feels normal to be real. And you can kind of congeal in that strength of each other's support. It's legendary. Can you tell us about a time when it went all shit and you weren't in control of your actions? And, um, and, what, and what happened? I guess when I first started cutting hair, and it still happens now to this day, like you can never be 100%, but you know, if you make a mistake in an instance, and then you're just like, oh, I've, you know, what have I done? Them. Do you actually Can't tell them? Do you, yeah, do you actually yeah. do that when you've done it as well? Hands behind your head. Oh, no, definitely not. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> that cool, that no, cool. No, no, <laughs> maybe it's a swift turn of the chair around the way, but that was definitely when, you know, you first started cutting hair and stuff. But you know, it's, yeah, you gotta just, um, you know, not like, you can't let that one thing defeat you. And yeah. it doesn't mean, when I say you can't let it defeat you, it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to feel everything in that moment. I try and stay optimistic by doing things that make me happy or to, that relax me, whether that's lighting an incense at my desk um, or having a break and playing with the dogs um, or even just having a break and and speaking to my girlfriend because she works at home some days, um, that having that break kind of just stop and, and restart really, I think definitely helps me um, to carry on the next job. He's pretty good at Call of Duty as well too. Is he? Yeah. Pretty good, does that oh, mean that not you're really. better? I don't really, I <laughs> play better. not that much, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I played PlayStation. Too busy at the moment, but. No FIFA, that's not getting in there. FIFA and 2K, so play those, those <laughs> three on, on repeat with mates, so.
We're sitting in the strong man episode That's today, it. but it. it's we're finding out that it's also just not physical. Um, you know, what you guys have been through uh, mentally, uh, you know, it's probably been a bit of both, mental and physical. Definitely. Physical. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I guess the mental side of things, I guess, is um, a little bit more obvious in terms of, you know, dealing with not lo only losing mum, but losing our dad as well too, and, and sort of working out how we're going to move on. And I found also too, the trauma for me sort of set on, not sort of when it happened, but years later on, I found myself um, not sleeping and having high levels of anxiety and depression and stuff like that. But also too, I think the, the physical sort of stuff, um, I think, for myself, um, just getting through any sort of depression and stuff, just wearing my body out, yep. um, I found was a massive help. So putting my body through physical stress would help my mental health. Mm. Like, you know, it's oftentimes, you know, you go to the gym and you train your arms or your legs or whatever, and you're putting reps on it. But I found doing that, not for those reasons, was putting reps on my mind. So any sort of yeah, physical yeah. exertion was helping my mental state just release any sort of negative energy or stuff like that. And then I've, back to the journaling side, I found that, you know, once I had that session and my serotonin levels were high and I was, you know, all, all, all jazzed up and, and positive and happy, that's when I would start writing, okay, what do I want to do today? How do I want to move forward? Remind myself what I was grateful for. So, yeah, it, go, it kind of goes hand in hand, physical and mental. Um, I think you need one and the other, yeah. really. What I'm hearing is there's there's a whole heap of different fitnesses um, in that, and we probably learn them as professional athletes later in my career. We're talking about the two sides of strength here. How do we work with difficult emotions and cycle them through? But having to do these huge physical feats that lead you towards premierships, what was that like for you? Well, that, that was just the way of life, really. You just rocked up and you just did it. And, and we had a stage um, there was one stage in my career where we went without massages because we were we mentally told ourselves that, really that we're going to go we're going to go, <laughs> we're, gonna go and really our, we're going to build our bodies like cement. Um, and the boys were at a good age for footy, so they're the good ages between 23 and 28, where your body becomes like really strong. You've had five years of sort of good weight sessions. You're a tough athlete, and you shouldn't get injuries during that stage. Um, not the case for a lot of guys, but. Yeah. You know, that was the mental fitness that we did through that period. I think of that now and I'm like, mm, probably not the right way to go about it. Yep. Um, you know, there's better better ways and of, of doing that. And what would one of them be now looking back? Well, to be honest, you, you train your brain in crazy ways. Like I, I think of some days where I've come off a game and I've thought, I'm not sure how I'm going to make next Friday night. You know, I played on Saturday. I'm not sure how I'm going to make Friday night. Like I'm that sore come the Wednesday, you know, I've just finished the main session. By Friday morning, I wake up and I'm like, here we go, let's go. Yeah, it's, it's interesting here. We're talking about, yeah, as you said, Luke, physical and mental and like they're kind of interlinked. And I love what you were saying about the reps. We say this thing at the man cave when we're working with the boys, because we take them through exercises and we let them know that they're in the emotional gym today yeah. and that they're going to be trying new things but through those reps through those repetitions we start to actually gain this strength this capacity to talk about our emotions to learn tools and exercises like journaling like also hitting the gym to work through it is there people that helped you along the way um you know psychs or um, leadership coaches or people in, in that ilk 
a lot of my friends, Daniel and I are very blessed and we know a lot of people may not be to have like a very strong friendship group around them, um, you know, which is sad at times. But for us, you know, we did have the benefit of having close mates around us that would probably almost beat us to the low points. Like they would message us and be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Or prime example, like Mother's Day or Mum's birthday, like you'd wake up from your, you know, you wake up in the morning and obviously it's going to be one of those days where it hits a bit harder. And I'd wake up to, you know, messages from my friends being like, hey, what do you want to do today? Do you want to do something? Do you want to catch up? And that's a credit to my friends, you know, beating and being, um, you know, being aware of, you know, what I'm going through. So we, we can obviously train physical strengths. Mm -hmm. We can train emotional strengths. 100%. Yeah. Can we, can we train the mental strength like as well? Yeah, I, I, I would assume on this one, you'd have a lot to say because for me, discipline, resilience and staying at a goal more than anything, that takes a lot of mental strength. So I'm curious for you, like what is the things or mantras, like, like little sayings and whatnot that have helped you get up and go to game day on that Friday or even now leaving the AFL and knowing that you still have to show up for your family and whatnot, what? Helps you get back in the ring a lot. Yeah, well, I, th I think with all three, physical, mental, and emotional, is breaking them down to like mm. little periods um, and them being sort of three weeks. So I, I never looked past that. And then when um, I came up against the side too that we were coming up against, they go, oh, last time you played them. And I was like, mm, last time we played them was maybe 10 weeks ago if that was close or it was last year. Like really irrelevant. So like move on. Um, let's focus on this next little period. Who are we coming up against? What do I need to do? How do I need to get ready? Um, so mine, mine vary from, it differs um, across all three obviously, but um, whether towards the end of the career, I knew if I was sitting on the bench late in a game was gonna be really important for me mm. um, to be prepared for next week. 100%. Yeah. You gotta humble yourself at times, I guess, mm. with everything. It happens all the time in what I do in my profession um, with barbering, it's like, you know, the early stages is obviously like any skill, you're not as good as you are towards, you know, the later years, but you know, you might do 10 amazing haircuts and you're like, oh yeah, sweet, I'm in the zone. And then you'll do one and it just brings you right back. But you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna let one bad haircut, you know, ruin the other 10 that you do, but you always focus on the, on the negative. I guess you gotta, you know, give yourself that, that kindness and be like, okay, you know, this is normal. I can't always be, you know, up here, um, next time I do that, what went wrong in this situation? How can I get better? And we heard about Yeti. Yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, te we're teaching John. And you both, and you both smile when I say. Yeah, because we got crucified how we used to pronounce oh, it. A lot of really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was for big love that you have for her, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's that too. But um, like the relationship must be like unbelievably special. Yeah, definitely. Is. I think yeah, Daniel and I, you know, because not many people know that you know without the yell, we probably wouldn't have. Um, You'd be 30 kilos. Well, that as well too, definitely. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's, you know, not only an angel and a saint, she's also a diva and she's very cheeky and, yeah. you know, she um, she's very fun. And I think Daniel and I are, um, you know, pretty silly if we want to move anywhere else anytime soon. So 
we're just going to enjoy living next to ER for the time being. And, um, you know, it goes, it's a, it's a back and forth that we, we cherish. You know, we look after mm. her, she looks after us. It's a fridge. For your birthday present. <laughs> the, the whole story, the, the, the tragedy that it is and the, the beauty that it is. And, uh, I, I've never heard anything like it. And one thing I want to double click on is how comfortable you are talking about it. And I, and I think that goes back into this emotional strength and this emotional gym. I think this is due to the amount of reps that you've had with your psych, with your mates, with all these gigs and whatnot, but being able to share our story is one of the most powerful tools out there to healing the pain of it. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. get us wrong, it was hard because we were thrown in the spotlight from the situation, um, which we didn't obviously want you at the start um, because at the start it was kind of like we tried to find the killer kind of thing of who done it, even though in the back of our minds we all knew from our family and friends' point of view that who did it. Um, so. Like I said, we've gained that many reps, but at the start it was really confronting and hard because we didn't have any experience yeah. um, or anything like, or guidance with that. I love the word guidance in there. Mm -hmm. um, and thinking back, like, was there any techniques that got you through straight away? You know, any advice that you could pass on to um, younger males? I guess the big one, just going off what helped me, um, was obviously the journaling. So yeah. just putting pen to paper um just seeing the words go out there and doing it when you're feeling happy um is i think crucial um and i'd often always the first thing i'd write um in my journal was it's a beautiful day to be alive so so just going back to that gratitude of you know saying hey i woke up you know mm. um my heart's beating the birds are chirping like you know this is pretty awesome and not many people get that um just off the first chance as well too um so i think yeah, I think, um, you know, journaling really helped me, um, you know, exercise as well too, um, being open and honest with your friends, mm. um, being kind to yourself and just understanding that life's a roller coaster and, you know, you got to feel the good and the bad, but how you um, go through the good and the bad is, is something you got to really sort of um, find power in, you know, you get yeah. through the bad and through the good you got to understand that, um, you know, as much as you don't feel like you're in control, you can be in control um, if you want to, but it's just going to take some time and that's all right. Mm. You know, nothing's got a time limit on it. I'm amazed with how optimism in this situation is so big and, and clear. Mm. Yeah, and, and the struggle, as you yeah. said, and the difficulty. It's like the positivity and the optimism has come through deep work, deep struggle and incredible support from your community. Like I still struggle all the time, but I've, like we said before, you know, you got to find the strength in the struggle, um, whether that's, you know, being open, you know, and honest with yourself and the people around you that you are struggling, there's strength in that. Um, but also too, you know, I think, yeah, you got to understand that the struggle's not forever, just like the happiness might not be forever, but, you know, the way I sort of like to look at it as well too, again, with, you know, the good and the bad, the yin and the yang is also too, you know, how do you know a good day is a good day? Because without the good days, um, without the bad days, you don't know if there's going to be a good day, you know. Mm. You know, without the rain and hail, there's no sun and growth sort of thing. 
Well, I think we're better for it uh, having the boys in today, Jarrah. So thank you, Luke. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Our pleasure. Appreciate that. Jarrah. If you want to talk to anyone about what you've heard in today's episode, help is available. Search 1800RESPECT or reach out.